there. It's Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode of Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. This is episode 37, and in keeping with my theme, you can see from my background, with October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I thought today it would be really, really important to talk about safety planning. Safety is something that as a survivor, I will never ever take for granted. It is crucial to just an overall well-being and quality of life for anyone. But for those of us who either have been or are in a relationship involving abuse, it is absolutely critical that we plan to be safe, whether we are planning on staying or whether we're planning on leaving. And there are steps that you can take either way to keep you and your children and your pets safer. So what do we mean by safety plan? Well, a safety plan is something that is unique to you and your situation. You know your situation better than anyone else. You know your abusive partner. You know when they start to, you know, we talk about the cycle of violence. So we talk about, you know, the explosive phase where they blow up. Then there's a phase called the honeymoon phase where they calm down. You know, you know when your abuser is getting amped up and and ready to hurt you, hurt your children, hurt your pets. So a safety plan is a step-by-step plan that you create based on your situation and what you know and what will best help you, your children, and pets to get out of the situation safely or stay if that is your choice. So some really good basic things to think about if you are in a relationship and you're thinking of leaving. There's so many things that our abusers cut us off from. You know, maybe we don't have access to money or credit cards in our name. You know, maybe we don't have easy access to a vehicle or maybe we don't have, you know, abusers cut us off from all of our support systems. So maybe we don't have friends or family we can go to or rely on. So the first step that you could take is to call your local domestic violence shelter. There will always be an advocate or someone that you can talk to that can help walk you through the steps of a safety plan if you choose. And while you're talking to them, you can also find out what that process is for intake. You know, if you needed somewhere to go in an emergency, what do you need to do to be able to get in and and have a space to stay with them? Another thing to think about is, you know, even online, and I have one on my website, 
You can print out safety plans of many different varieties um, and you can write something out, but you would have to keep it somewhere safe and somewhere that your abuser wouldn't be able to see it. So that is also something to consider. You know, you have to keep, in order to stay safe, you have to keep a low profile. So whatever information you have or are needing as far as creating a safety plan, you need to keep that hidden, keep it safe, keep it in a spot where your abuser is not going to know where it is and what it is if they find it. So some basic, basic things to consider. Basic safety planning tips. You know, the first one is always if you feel you are in immediate danger or threat, you, your children, please call 911. And I know that there's always that fear that if you call for help, that your abuser is going to do something to you because of it. But if your life is in danger, if your children's lives are in danger, if your pets are being threatened, please call 911 and don't worry about what if. Worry about now. Worry about help getting to you immediately. So please call 911. Another thing you can do is to keep, it's like a go bag. So keep a small bag or duffel bag or something full of some basic items that, you know, if you need to leave in a hurry, you can grab it and you can run. And so in this bag, you need to keep things, you know, an extra set of car keys. And, you know, it it may not be easy if you don't have access to car keys, but you might be able to sneak a key maybe and go get it copied at a hardware store or a Home Depot you know, get a copy of a key and keep it in your go bag. Keep it safe. You know, keys to other things, safety deposit boxes, storage units, anything that you might need access to. Try and do your best safely to get a copy of those keys. You can put extra clothing in the bag for you. If you have children, for your children, um, any cash, any money, any credit cards, a checkbook, anything so that you have access to some money. Because if we have our finances all tied up with our abuser, they're going to cut off our money pretty quick. If we don't have, if we are, are already restricted, they're going to make sure that they cut off all, you know, access to money. So, Try to find a way to secret some money away and keep it in this bag. IDs, documentation, birth certificates, social security cards for you. Again, if you have children, for your children, um, immunization records for you or for your children. You know, anything that is an important, you know, marriage licenses, you might need that, you know, in if you need to get an order of protection or if you 
want to start divorce proceedings or anything else, that's going to be important. You know, insurance cards, you know, any certificates, degrees, even copies of those, anything that you think might be important for you down the road. Because when you leave and then you're trying to set up your own accounts, your own insurance, you know, getting your children maybe enrolled in a new school, it's amazing the amount of documentation you need. So anything you think is important, please keep that in your go bag as well. Important numbers and contact information. Again, a list of local shelters, bank information, login information, you know, login names and passwords, keep a record of everything. And, you know, any accounts that you might have, again, you know, print off from the bank, you know, print off account information and keep that with you as well. Medication, if you or your children, even your pets, are on any kind of medication, please keep at least one month's supply in this go bag so that you have it when you need it. Um, you know, there's other things like you could even put in a prepaid cell phone. Just get a cheap, you know, they we used to call them burner phones, but a cheap cell phone because if your abuser takes your phone, then you're in trouble and you have no way of communicating. So keep a second phone, a, a prepaid phone, a cheap phone in this go bag that you can get to when you need it. Um, you know, other things, you know, keep your purse or your wallet handy somewhere easy that you know where it's going to be so that you can grab it and go if you need to. You know, if there's a place that you, you know, can keep maybe by the door or, you know, somewhere easily accessible when you're in a hurry and you're panicked and you're afraid, it is very easy to, where did I put this? Where are my keys? Where's my purse? Where's this? Make sure that you go through it in your mind, go through the scenario, have things easily accessible to you so that you don't have to think about it. You just do it and you leave. If you need to, you could even, if you have a key set, you could put a little alarm on your key set that you can push if you need help. If you do have access to a car, if you have your own car, make sure your car has enough gas in it. That's something that we often don't really think about. Another thing that you can do as far as a car goes, instead of pulling straight in, back in. So that all you have to do is get you or your children and or your pets in the car, turn the key, push on the gas and leave so that you don't have to worry about backing out. You want to give yourself an easy access to get out, you know, and practice, practice, practice again with either you or your children, practice how you are going to leave. If you need to leave, you know, here is where we will meet. This is what we will do. And this is how we leave the house in an emergency. Now, if you have children, you can teach them 
how to call even really little kids, show them the buttons on the phone, 911, or just that big emergency button. I know on a lot of smartphones, there's just an emergency button at the bottom of where all the numbers are in your phone. Teach them to push that or how to dial 911. Teach them their full first and last name. Teach them their address so that they can tell a dispatcher if needed where, you know, first responders or police need to come. That's really important. You can also establish with your kids, you can establish a code word. And it can be something funny, something they like, you know, for example, the word banana. So teach your children, if you say the word banana, it's time for them to start the plan that you've all practiced, that you've gone through. This is where we meet. This is where we, you know, if we have to leave the house immediately, I say the word, leave the house through the front or back door. This is where we meet. We grab our things and we leave. That's really important. So those are some things you can initially plan. And it's like I said, there are I'll put one up on my website. There's very detailed safety plans that you can write out and and plan. But these are just some basic ideas. So if you're going to stay in the relationship and, you know, I completely understand that. It took me five times to leave for good. So there are just situations that create, you know, that happen that we can't leave right away or we can't leave when we want to. So if there is ever an episode involving violence, um, if you are trying to get away from your abuser, please do whatever you can to avoid getting into a room where you don't have any access to get out. You know, if there's a window, make sure the window's unlocked so you can get out. You know, try not to get into a, like a bathroom or a closet, anywhere you don't have a way out. You know, you also want to try to stay away from any area that might have weapons. If your abuser has weapons, has guns, has knives, stay away from where those are easily accessible for them. Kitchens are also difficult because kitchens have access to knives and sharp objects. So try to avoid those areas if you can. You may not be able to, but just do the best you can to try to at least give yourself an escape route and stay away from where they have access to those weapons. Neighbors. If you have neighbors, and I know that a lot of times abusers, and mine did that too, will try to isolate you. And so you won't have neighbors. But if you do, you could set up with your neighbors. You could set up with them a code word. You could set up where you flip your front porch lights on and off three times. And if they see that, to call the police. So, you know, if they hear suspicious noises, absolutely. If they hear you scream or your children scream for help, to call 911. Don't be afraid 
to ask them for assistance. And I know it's really hard. We don't want other people really knowing what's going on. But especially if there's a lot of yelling and a lot of, of activity and a lot of things going on, chances are your neighbors already are aware of it. Use it. Use them for help. It can be really, really important. So during a violent incident, and, and again, this is, you know, abuse doesn't have to be violent, but during a violent incident, and we've all done this, to give them, do whatever they want to make them happy in the moment and to give them what they want so that things don't escalate anymore. That can be very difficult. And it's very hard for me to say that. But you, again, you know best what will keep them happy and what will hopefully stave off any kind of an and you know an escalation towards violence so you can think about that but anything lie to them if you have to you do whatever you need to do to be able to keep yourself safe in the moment and then if you're ready to leave to keep yourself safe while you're leaving. It's really, really important. So, you know, again, planning, 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 where you're going to go, who you're going to stay with, all of the things you need, all the things that you're going to take, you know, trust your instincts. You know, you know your situation, again, better than anybody else. Trust your instincts. And if you see things going in a progression where things are getting more and more violent and the episodes of abuse are, or the, the episodes between, uh, you know, the blowups, the anger, you know, the, the abuse itself are getting shorter and shorter between, you know, the blowups and the calm. It's pretty much going from blow up to calm right to another blow up to calm. That's a very, very dangerous cycle. That cycle is tightening and it's getting shorter and shorter. And so you're going to have less and less ability to be able to leave and leave safely. So think about that. Trust your gut instinct. It's telling you the truth. It's not going to get better. It is not going to change. They are not going to change. It doesn't matter what they say. And we love them. And I understand that there is love involved, but it's not safe and it's not healthy. And it isn't the way you or your family or your pets should live. So, you know, think too, besides the physical aspect of abuse, you know, emotional safety. Think about emotional safety for you. And again, if you have children, you know, if your partner says something negative, you know, plan ahead maybe what you'll think to say. Give them, you know, you. the more they hurt you and the more they see that they're hurting you, that just feeds that control and can feeds, it feeds their, their sense of entitlement to you. So, Think, too, about ways that you can be 
positive about yourself and, you know, do the best you can to get through incidences where they are being, you know, emotionally cruel and demeaning, you know, you know, inside of you, who you are, you're a good person, you don't deserve this. So try and keep that hope and keep a little bit of positivity inside for yourself. You know, any, if it's safe, think about support groups. Think about, you know, any group that you can join where you can have some connection with people. And again, this is only if it's safe. You know, not if your abuser is being really, really violent and very controlling. That's going to be hard. Only if you can if you have a counselor or a therapist or a pastor or a minister, please go to them, talk to them, get some support. You know, if you have family and friends you can lean on, talk to them and, you know, see if they can offer you a little help and support and maybe some options. If you need to leave, could you stay with them instead of going to a shelter? So. Again, daily, remind yourself how strong you are and how brave you are and just what a survivor you are. You know, think about ways you're coping with things, you know, and again, this is only if it's safe to do so. Um, You know, are you, are you using substances? Are you shopping too much, spending money too much, you know? Things like that, you know, think about ways to keep yourself healthy and practice some good, healthy habits for yourself to care for yourself when you're in an abusive relationship. And I mean, these are all just some basic things for you to think about. There's so much more that, you know, can be involved. But again, 24-7, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233-247 for safety planning and help and resources. You can call your local domestic violence shelter, which I encourage you to do. They can also help you if you are thinking about getting an order of protection They will typically have lay legal advocates that can help you um, fill out the paperwork, file the order, you know, help you, you know, go with you to court, things like that. That's something else to consider. Um, You know, reach out and, and get help and services. Again, don't hesitate to call 911, please, if you need to. Don't worry about the what if. Worry about the now. If you're that frightened and that scared, and you know something is going to happen, please call. So again, one more thing, really important to remember, as I'm looking at my computer here and looking at the camera, your browsing history on the internet can be tracked. So you can clear, depending on what browser you use, depending on what, you know, uh, what type of computer you use, You can clear your browsing history. You can clear the cache and cookies. You can do the same thing on your phone. So whatever browser you use or whatever 
whether you have an Android or an Apple phone, look into how you can clear your browsing history and um, make sure you do that because abusers, that's a big one. Abusers will look to see where you've been on the internet, what you're looking at, what websites you're going to. They're going to grab your phone, look at who you're calling, look at who you're talking to, where you're browsing on your phone. So a big, big, big safety piece. Keep yourself technologically safe. Very, very important. I'm always available too for you know help or resources or support. My email, all lowercase, K-E-R-R-I-W-A-L-K-E-R, the numbers four and three, at gmail.com. You can send me a message through my website, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me under Carrie Walker. Message me. If you need to get a hold of me, please don't hesitate. Please do. I'll be more than happy to help in any way I can. Thank you so much for listening today and for you know, the, the, all of the different ways that everybody out there is listening to my show, watching my episodes. Let me know how you like it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you think the content is good and if it's relevant to you. It really, really matters to me very, very much. And um, I want you to be safe always. And please take extra good care of yourself. And we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.